1: The kids do, the do I have everybody's attention now?
0: Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Andy, and joining me, coming back from vacation, like we said two weeks ago, my main man, not Dion Sanders, but Prime Time.
1: Now me, the
0: What's going on? yo man you are back welcome back to the show you know welcome back i'm glad that you came back safely and you got you enjoyed yourself and everything like that did you uh yeah. go out get your uh, vaccine when you was out there i had i got i gotta get the other one i just i got my second one on this past thursday I got my I got my second vaccine, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm completely vaccinated now. And I, honestly, I didn't really feel much on the second one that like I did with the first one. So, you know, I, I'm good. I got my vaccinated card. I am fully vaccinated. So, Lord willing, I I, I want to try to go to a movie theater this month. I mean, you
1: still can rent it out too.
0: That's that's the thing too. Oh, uh, I, I mean. I still plan on doing that. You know what I'm saying? I, I still, like, especially when it comes to, like, The Quiet places coming out at this, this month. So I'm just like, yeah, I want to do that Or Fast and Furious. I still want to, I still want rent them out before they completely open back up and want to take everybody else's money again. But, I, I, just, I just,
1: I just feel like I need to see F9 with, like, not everybody, but, like, just people. Like, at least if it's five people,
0: I just need to see it with people. Who so you said,
1: which movie? F9.
0: Oh, fast. Oh fast, nah. <laughs> well we we I we're mean, dealing with the magnetic cars now. And face. Yeah, and watch face be
1: like watch them going to the
0: space be like the
1: last scene in the movie. And, and it be like a to be to be continued or so. It probably is, Cause you Cause know, 'cause ten you know, part ten in
0: two parts, you know, the, the whole final thing where we get all, the whole shebang back, so
1: well, you know, did you, you know, the official announcement, they said
0: they're going to end it at 11. Yeah, I figured, I figured like 10, 11, be like, okay, part 10, we like the first part of that. It'd be like, it'd be like, if any war in Endgame. Well, they can do
1: that for 9 and 10, not 10 and 11. Look, look, you know, because, I'm just, y'all, because we, 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 I'm we keep paying money to see this shit. I'm, I'm an even number person. I, I don't care. I'm going to
0: go see it, too. Exactly. I'm going to say, that especially when y'all bring a Bow Wow's ass back. Well, we can do the
1: thousand. <laughs> that's what I said. You probably <laughs> begged them to get on there for two seconds. Yeah. Twinkie that's bag, y'all. That's probably his whole scene right there.
0: <laughs> <one. laughs> I'm telling you that's gonna be the end. It's is gonna be the end. That's gonna be
1: we'll the see.
0: end. We'll see. Alright, well guys, uh like I said, it's been it's been two weeks. Like I said, I, uh, I've been very busy and I I've had a a, a hard two weeks, but you know, Uh, I'm glad Prime came back. I was like, well, you know, I can't... You know, I want to do this with my partner and stuff like that. Some good things came out this past week in wrestling, stuff like that. Especially, I definitely got to hear Prime's uh, take on the AEW Blood and Guts match. So, uh, because we wasn't here to talk about it on the Wednesday Night War, war, which I told you I still was going to do, guys. So, um, before we get in there, make sure you guys... Check out spacesphilly Check out all the podcasts here up here in the city of Philly, and hopefully, Prime comes to visit us soon up here in Philly. But uh, right now, uh, make sure you guys check out the podcasts and check out all the podcasts they have on there. Such as the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, Both Sides, and the Mark and Dark Show. Also, check out the Coldest content on there as well. The No Gimmicks in Wrestling Podcast, to Talk Podcast, Turntables about Culture and Beyond, Drunk Off Silver Tongues Balls Nosh Podcast, and uh. Make sure. uh Oh, which by the way, ballers, as You know, Philly is number one in the East, and LA definitely dropped to like seven. I was like, "What happened?" But there's no king. So that's, that's what happened. There's
1: no king, no AD, or no uh somebody else is out too. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Well, that every, that's, that's all. That's all. Because look, how many times Embiid been out or Simmons been out? And they find a way to ball.
1: Well, that's I don't think they work well together. That's why.
0: It's probably it's probably why.
1: No, because when Embiid was out for like ten games, they went nine and one. When Embiid was out, but then when they both came back, they both was like, you know, five and five. Not like that. I'm just saying because th- th- this
0: year, some something, something's been clicking. Something's been, something's been clicking for them, but. You know, say so this ain't a sports podcast uh, uh, other than you know the rest of the stuff we're talking about, but uh, make sure you guys check out our merch on the real nerd Uh, you can check out the real nerd check out our merch or check out uh, teespring slash the real nerd coalition and check out the NC studios and level up uh t shirts and hoodies. And still, after that, you're fully vaccinated. I know they're going to start you know being a little looser on mask mandates unless you live in Florida, which there wasn't none, but you guys can still get your COVID 19 uh nc studios mask because you know i'm saying i'm still gonna be protected and wear the mask for a little bit longer just because i fully vaccinated don't mean i'm gonna go out there it don't mean i can't catch it still it just means i got a defense against it and i'm not i'm not gonna be out there being stupid okay so um make sure you guys go out there and you know you know help support us out uh check out the prime nostalgia podcast which is every single friday prime talk about who you had last friday for prime nostalgia podcast
1: uh, I had uh, Tommy Davidson. He was the, from the legend, and uh, the Proud family. He was on both of them, and yeah, no, nah, it was cool. You know, it was a cool I, guy. I, I
0: missed the interview, but th- did y'all talk about Proud family? We talked
1: about it a little bit. We honestly, I don't think we really got. We didn't really get into the Proud family or really in living color. We just talked about it, but we like went to detail.
0: Yo, after we get off the air, you got let me know how you did that, bro. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, you got. I was like, you you, you got let me know how how you did that. I got. I, I got it. I got it. I, I'm trying. i like. I like in that, that episode of Mario. I'm trying to eat. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get the shrimps. I wish we would have talked about
1: Vernell Hill, but we did. Bro, y'all did not talk about Vernell no, Ver, no, Hill. I mean show. we have we have, a part, boing two. Boing. We, we, we have
0: a part two, so I ain't worried
1: about it. So okay. We,
0: Oh man, he put it in all that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's my shit, dude. Puts it on the glass. Very damn big step. Shaboy, boy. I will just say, if y'all were a fan of Tommy Davidson and his impressions, he did a lot of impressions on the, on our episode. Oh man. He did Sugar Ray Linen and a couple
0: others. Did he, uh, yeah. did he please save the children and, and bounce them on your knees?
1: That's what he did, did that a little bit. He did that a little bit. He did some. He beatbox like a Stevie Wonder
0: song, like beatbox and sung it at the
1: same time. Whoa!
0: Uh, so yeah, you know, it's talented. So yeah, he's he's talented cool. guy. So y'all make sure y'all guys still check out the Prime the Sasha podcast every single Friday and Prime Conversations podcast as well. I mean, look, I will be trying to get up on there, but the the, the guests they be got up on there, bro. Nah, man, ain't no, y'all, y'all ain't coming to see me. Y'all ain't gonna see me, not at all. So, uh, alright guys, so let's get into the wrestling this week. And, of course, what did I say when well, we, we were gonna talk about what we left two weeks ago? I said Dark Side of the Ring is coming back May 6th, okay? May six, Dark Side of the Ring's coming back, and we're gonna talk about it. And, uh, what they did, uh, this time, same they did last season, when they released the first episode on, um, YouTube, Mm-hmm. The first part because we, we we talking about Brian Pillman, so Brian Pillman, I was a fan. Like I guess I was a fan of WCW when I was growing up, and I remember flying Brian as they used to call him before he became the loose cannon and you know the Hollywood blondes, uh, Brian Pillman, and they did they did a two parter on him because he he did have a, a little bit of rough life, so they did part one. Released it released on YouTube, and then they did part two. uh, it came out. out That, that way it came out. there something like that as well, and it was a back-to-back thing. So I was like, "This is a good way to kick off season three of Dark Side of the Ring," and we really got into the story of Brian Pillman. So real quick, this is gonna be your overall thoughts real quick primetime or how'd you like enjoyed the episode? If it was missing something or if it needed something, and I'm gonna go over you know what I have in my notes about you know the show. I would just
1: say I didn't. even I was surprised that the mom was even in it. To be honest.
0: Oh, oh, oh! Mm, mm, what was it Melody? His his ex wife?
1: Yeah. I'm surprised she was in it.
0: Bro, can we both agree that like time has not been kind to her,
1: or oh, drugs? A...
0: You wasn't gonna say that, huh? Hey,
1: I'm not gonna tell you what I said when I first seen her. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn! I was when like, they first showed on, when they first showed her on the screen, I was like, oh my god! But. <laughs> Uh, like
0: they like Drugs and life Just beat the shit out of this woman but
1: Like somebody literally did it Alright Go ahead all right, I will stop Because that is somebody's mom But It is uh,
0: He was mad at her too Well yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, yeah that's all I gotta say I'm sorry she was in it I seen I seen the shoot interview with Brian filming like uh, four years ago, or whatever. He was up, he was very upset still at her. Mm-hmm. You know, he I like, mean, my mom
0: sucks. He,
1: like, i was
0: like, dang. I, I mean, look, to be honest, after seeing this story, I'm like, whoo, they have a right to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like each one of them kids have a right to be. Which, by the way, his oldest daughter, <laughs> she spit her right out. Like she looked like do, do do you not agree that she looks just like Brian Pillman?
1: Yes. Wait, you talking about the, the first one, Danny?
0: Yeah, the, the the one with the short haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he said four and there there you have it.
1: I I was I, I was I was like cuz they ain't never say the gender. I was like is it, is this one of the ones where they want to be go go buy something else? I was like are you just not going to say his daughter? They ain't never said his daughter.
0: Yeah, you right there, but, but she said I'm, I'm his daughter.
1: Yes. Yeah. What I'm saying, I was like, oh, what are they, are they not, is she not wanting to
0: call her that or what? I, I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, look, I feel you. We are sitting here trying to be respectful. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. we, 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 got, we got to do the best we can. So I, uh, watching the day, um, in the two parts, in the first part, they uh, talked about his raspy voice. And I was like, you know what? I remember Brian Pemble having a raspy voice, but I never paid no too much attention to it or why it was raspy. But he had like over thirty procedures as a as a boy getting his vocal cords scraped.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so I don't know if it was an affectionate or virus or something like that, but it kept coming back, and then that's what gave him like a raspy voice. And I was like, oh, I I, I didn't know I didn't know that. Of course, they got into him playing for the, the Cincinnati Bengals, and then you know. Football players, when they tend to get injuries, they got to go try to find another career to help you know make the money. I e. Lex Luger, I e. Uh, Bill Goldberg,
1: Goldberg you know?
0: the rock, yeah, the rock. Like everybody, like there's football. Oh, Ron Simmons, like it, football and wrestling, literally, literally go hand in hand. Well, in the back in the
1: eighties and nineties, you only can get into wrestling two ways: either you had a gym trainer and somebody come up to you. Or your
0: football player,
1: and you need somewhere else to go. Exactly. It's always gym two stories. Always, I was in the gym training. And he said, why, "Why don't you join the David M B So I did.
0: That was a dumb two story. That's it, like literally eighty percent of the stories, or ninety yeah. percent.
1: Or there was a bouncer at the club, and they ran into somebody.
0: Exactly. So he uh, got his shot. He, he got. He went up to Canada, and went to that Hart family, and went to that into that that. That Hart family dungeon with Stu Hart in his basement. And, you know, of course, when people were down there, with guys in special holes, they're down there screaming and stuff. And, hey, you, you talk about Dark Side of the Ring or a documentary. Why can't we ever get a story about the dungeon? You know Brent how Hart many stars, would you say?
1: Because Bret Hart's still alive. Because
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure if Bret Hart, if they wanted to do a, a documentary on his dad. Or they want to, to, to talk about the dungeon? I guarantee you, Brett Hart will have no problem doing it. I mean, because look, it's, 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 it, he'll tell the truth. But look who, who the the dungeon progressed and made better.
1: Natalia, TJ, well, Tyson Kid, and oh, who else that's alive? Steve and who else?
0: Chris Jericho. Jericho, okay. Uh, well, let's see, David. You know, all the Hart family is dead. Uh, mm-hmm. we um. Didn't uh Chavo go down there? No, t- 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 I'm sorry. Chava was with Eddie on on their mm-hmm. whole family uh, doing that doing that whole other thing. Mark Henry was down there for a little bit. A little re- bit, yeah, he was. Yep. Um, that's I
1: not know. enough people alive. I don't think to say, like to like talk about their actual experiences. I mean, well, if you think yeah, about little, if
0: if if you if you get Natalia, Tyson Kid D H Smith, you know his son. You get Mark Henry obviously. Ted, you got to listen to Teddy Hart.
1: Never mind, cancel the whole thing. He's oh. awesome. if he got to listen to Teddy Hart,
0: we can cancel the whole episode. I I ain't say Teddy, but I'm <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a t- you know him going down to the dungeon, him graduate, graduate from the dungeon, which that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't remember, don't know why he was a member of the Hart Foundation stable. And I was like, which, by the way, I was a little upset. They did not get into that in the, in the documentary. They, they really did not mention his connection to the Hart family, especially when he did the, the, the whole Hart family.
1: I, I like the way that they did it. I know they didn't mention it. I, I wish they would at least put a picture or something. But um, the way that their story was going, I see why they didn't mention it because they were talking about him trying to overcome his injuries, not like basically him.
0: "Quote unquote, having fun," so you
1: know, I can see why they did it that way. Gotcha. Uh, that, you know,
0: then uh, when, when he was wrestling in Stampede Wrestling, which is that, that little promotion that they had up in Canada, with Stu Hart and everything, like that he was a uh, reporter was writing on about him, Dave Meltzer. Yo, they showed inside Dave Meltzer's office. How does he know what anything is? Because he's Dave Meltzer. You've you, 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 you seen his office, right? Yes. And it's the first time i ever see Dave, Dave Meltzer's office because everybody has, there's been rumors about it. People people be talking about how junky that office is. And I'm just like, all right, I've seen junky offices, but I'm like, bruh, there are papers. Like, you, you, your tire wheels on your chair is on papers.
1: How are and you rolling he, around your office she,
0: chair in that office?
1: He's probably one of those people that, when it's junky, he knows where it, exactly where it is. When it's straight, he don't know where nothing at. Exactly.
0: That sounds about right. That sounds about that. You know what? Because I got a couple people in my family that's like that also. Where it's just like, oh my god, I know, I know when it's junky. I know exactly where it's at. I know exactly where to go to. I'm just like, but how can you just, oh, in here?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I can't. Well, he started reporting him on the the Wrestling Observer newsletter, which started catching the attention of WCW to come in and uh hire him. uh so at that time when he was in in Atlanta or in, in, in Georgia where WCW was at, he met his he met his wife and then he had his first daughter, who, who he thought was his firstborn, but then he realized he had another daughter that was two years older, uh, from another woman. Also. Mm-hmm. So uh he you know uh maybe may they should hurt like I said it, she looks just like Brian Pillman, even his, even his other daughter looks like, looks like him too. But that oldest one, whew, spit her out. Okay, there's just no, there's just no uh, getting around that or denying that. Um, that they, they, they were saying, but you know, Brian didn't treat his his wife there well. He cheated on her many a times, and there was an incident where uh, his wife was attacked with an ice pick, stabbed multiple times. From some guy in Georgia in the bar or so there like uh, whoever it was att- attempted robbery attempt which can like I was like that could fuck your mind
1: up they the way that they did that story was was very out it was very out
0: of nowhere it yeah was it, it, was, it, it was like the well it it, it was kind of like to throw it in there to show her to show us how much of her like her trauma.
1: Yeah, but it was like, yeah, somebody tried to stab him with an ice pick and they didn't get it, but they got in the face. Anyways, here's this talented guy that he used to know. <laughs> wait, wait. you yeah. not going to go back
0: to that? Exactly. they did kind of slide that in there. Uh, we talk about the tag team, the Hollywood Blondes. I was a fan of Hollywood Blondes. Back in the day, with Stunning Steve Austin and Flying Brian Pillman. So, uh, I Stone Cold talks about the, you know the chain that Brian gave him, and if y'all haven't recognized, if y'all look at Stone Cold doing all the promos in '97 and '98, and so they like Stone Cold was wearing that chain that mm-hmm. whole time, and even in '98, in, '99, in even in 2000, he
1: always wore. Well, even know, when he, at least when he was only when he wasn't wrestling, he was only doing like you know only wearing the joints and the vest. He wore the chain and the earrings.
0: In the in the ear, oh, did it now also with that with that hoop ear. I, I remember that's what my cousin had across from Stone Cold, where he had that hoop earring and that chain.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, here she go, falling for that red neck. So, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: t- uh so, uh, he t- talks about that. It talks about, you know, uh, he Stone Cold was in line, or excuse me, saying St. Steve Austin was in line to get a single sports for the United States championship. He was a U.S. champion. And he didn't want to be a tag team at first, which none of them did. He was supposed to be sold stuff. But then the tag team worked. It got over. And they won championships. So now he wanted to be a tag team with with Brian Pillman. And they had a main, main event shot at Classic Champions when they were going up against Ric Flair. I don't know who his, Ric Flair's partner was because I didn't see Ric Flair whooping their ass because I don't remember seeing that at Classic Champions. But, uh, Raiders did do too good, so they blamed it on uh, the Highway Blondes and they broke them back up. So now, as Pilbeam's contract's expiring, we well, are I'm
1: getting. Glad see, I'm glad to see nothing has changed uh, about what they blamed
0: bad by Raiders on the characters. Oh yeah, I- exactly. I'm like, no, no, I'm like, y'all. Can y'all understand that? It why is it none of y'all fault? You know, say why is it? Te- you know. he uh, whatever, because if Flair went out there with, with with another big draw like Sting, and they still pulled a bad show, then whose fault is it now? I think Sting was his fault. I think not Sting. Sting both. I
1: don't know.
0: I don't know who it was. Like I, I could could have been. Um, but while he was with Hollywood Blonds, uh, he meets this woman named M- Melody, and we enter Melody, who was like a stripper at one point, and she she was honest about everything and he just like you know left his wife and went on to marry her and I was just like damn Brian okay uh she uh now when Melody got on there I'm like look I was like whoa life was just not kind to you at all like look at the pictures of her back in the day and then and then of course now I'm like life just you don't look the same at all you look beat down yeah. and of course, she looks beat down because of the wear. Because you know, like you you you've heard it before. Like you know, if you just live live your life with hate and evil and stuff like that, you tend to age more drastically. And some of the things that she did, was well, she does acknowledge, I'll give her that that she does acknowledge about them uh keeping the kids away uh from you know his, his first wife and saying all kind of crazy stuff about you know about the kids and that that, that. and then just trying to, you know, you know, manipulate and sabotage, you know, the kids that weren't even hers to go see see their mom because she is the mother of Brian Pillman Jr., his only son. And, you know, it breaks, uh, they talked about the story of uh, her, her mom and losing custody of the kid and her, you know, and Brian ripping her away and they arguing and she tried to go talk to him and, you know, she picked up the phone, Melody picked up the phone, and was having none of it and then come to find out his first wife ends up killing herself.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Neither did I. I was like, that's that's heartbreaking within itself. And you know, Brian felt bad about it and you know, she she comes up and talks about how, how she how she felt bad about it. But you know, this is one of the reasons why I think the kids don't like her in the first place. Especially after, like, she kind of helped contribute. they you know, you know. Uh,
1: her, she admitted that
0: too. Say what? She admitted that too. Yeah, she did. I say, I can't fault her because she admitted a lot of a lot of things in there. I'm just like, life has not been kind to this woman at all. Uh, so you know, the Brian Palmer's says said he was fine at the funeral until they closed the casket lid that he really started bawling. And crying, you know, when his first wife, first wife was going. I can, I can only imagine. Uh, but so now it's like, okay, well, we're not doing Hollywood Blondes anymore. We're not flying Brian no more. We, he needs money. So, but if he, but right now we're in a Raiders War between WCW and WWE. So now we start to get the evolution of Brian Pillman as the Loose Cannon character, and how he would go. It looked like he was go, going off sh- script. And, you know, as Jim Cornell was on to talk about, there's the regular fans and there's the, there's the smart fans that know what goes on in wrestling, but then they realize that Brian Pellman is going against everything. I'm, I'm kind of a little disappointed. They they didn't get too in detail with the match with, with, with Kevin Sullivan at WCW and how he... Nah, like, I, don't, nah I don't think it was, he, he beat them. He was, they was kind of fighting for real. He was like, all right,
1: all right, you win. I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. I don't think they yeah. going to be dealt with that. And, and plus... Uh, Kevin Sullivan ain't doing no interviews. Remember they try to reach
0: out to him for the uh, Benoit? Exactly, you're right. They're gonna have to go into
1: detail. They're gonna have to
0: ask. You know, I don't come to Kevin Sullivan. Dude. They're gonna have to do all that. So you know, yeah, Kevin Sullivan probably wasn't going to be doing nothing, yeah. N- none that. Yeah, took him out
1: completely.
0: Yeah, but then you know that. It, 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 so now uh, they go. He tried to get more money from Bischoff. He doesn't do it. But now they say he can calm Bischoff into getting him fired. So, no, he can... no. so, so Bischoff, which story which story do you believe? Do you believe the
1: Bischoff story
0: or anybody else's story?
1: I until this point I I, I was was sitting in my mind of always believing a story that he just juke Bishop and said fight <laughs> fight he worked uh, himself into a shoe. Basically saying, You gotta fire me for real and Bishop actually fired him. So I'm gonna just take that story. Just, I'm gonna see that story in my mind, even if it's if it's real or
0: not. Uh, it, it, it's just the better story, huh? Yes, yes, better funny story. Yes. Yeah, fair. Okay, I, I'll take that. So he goes. I remember when Pillman got in ECW and he was doing the, the, the crazy things for ECW. So what? Then made. Uh, so now he's catching buzz, going around being this this loose cannon character. So he you try to give some sign, but then all of a sudden he goes out. and, and buys his eight thousand dollar you know Humphrey car, mm. and goes and has a terrible accident. Mm-hmm. which, I mean, the accident, you know, it, it shatters his ankle and his, his ankle's just drooping and they're it, it, sitting there trying to figure out how they can, you know, put it back together and then they gotta, like, it, it, to, to talk about it, they gotta peel his scalp back to put a metal plate in, and then to peel his face down to put a metal plate in. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Frankenstein this dude right now. Hey, I'm not
1: gonna be glad
0: to you. This is the craziest thing I heard in this whole
1: episode. <laughs> which, what, what was it? It's man... This, this man uh, okay. All right. oh okay alright we're to have a plastic surgery a count to count the WWF to be the evil Shawn Michaels oh, <laughs> I, I thought Jim Cornette made that up I swear I thought he made it up
0: yo, the I theory. was it's like yo that that was really wor- like people really believe that he was getting plastic surgery to go and be the the evil Shawn Michaels My- yo can you imagine that shit
1: that's
0: that is funny. Sean versus Sean. Evil Sean versus Sean. Yo, can you imagine that? That's hilarious. I can't even. I can't
1: even. Oh, my God. Uh, First of all, I can't that even. would
0: look creepy as shit, bro, if Brian Pippa come back as a variation of Sean Michaels. We know
1: which one is the evil one. He can't do the
0: super kick. You know, yeah. was, oh, you right. Yeah. he be like, wait a minute. You don't know, super, kick, super kick with the left leg? Yeah, no, he can't do that. That would, that would be wrong he, he can't do that oh man that was the
1: craziest story I've probably heard in the whole thing
0: and so he he was sitting there trying, you know, trying to recover and you know soaking but then WWE did give him a shot signed him a role in 1996 but he was they
1: didn't mention that did you know that he like was the first person to get signed under contract in the wars no see I didn't know that see they didn't I don't think they announced it Mm. you know, every, everybody else was under uh, a quote unquote contract, but they were under like the handshake in the three months. Like every three months you can get fired. Mm-hmm. Every two months you can get fired. Pilma's contract, Pilma was for like three years is the actual contract. Oh, so they they didn't mention that.
0: No, I I didn't. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't hear anything uh, from them about that neither. But see, yeah. I, so I, I didn't know. But then they, he goes on. And they wanted to put up with Steve Austin because of, of the history uh they had, and then they talked about. But he still needed a, uh, have ankle uh, ankle problems. He, he needed to go to the doctor, so they had Steve Austin do the beat down.
1: That's, that was
0: another favorite part. Yeah, with the term like,
1: huh? Steve, Austin, Steve Austin was like, "I'm sorry, but I have to beat that song,
0: bitch." <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I stomped the mud hole and walked it dry."
1: I know your ankle broke for real in real life, but I don't care. Hey, I, I gotta make this
0: look good. Exactly, so. exactly. I'm gonna give you a stiff beat. First of all, I was like, he said, I I stomped the butthole and walked dry. I was like, damn, okay. And he said, you know, pill was a chair. He went there and sold there like that because you know, Austin was very protective of, of his character, and which we got the termin- uh, the terminology pilmanize somebody when it. So when somebody puts the folding chair into spice between a leg or their arm or their neck they call it the pilmanizer. this is when that first happens
1: but the thing is I don't know about everybody else his was legit like, it was the legit leg and everything so I'm like <laughs> it's just crazy to me to think that they usually in WWE they put on a different leg not the one that's injured yeah so he can look like he you know something but nah he put on the actual injured ankle and everything mm-hmm
0: well, then, that then, then we get the yeah they did, uh, uh, but then we get the whole uh, Austin's about to meet Pillman nine meter nine millimeter gun the whole the, the whole thing with Austin with the home invasion and how people had the two security guards that were getting their ass hooked on the outside where mm-hmm. Stunko legit go back and watch the whole thing if they still got up on YouTube or not where Austin because there was these two I guess with my with my hands going on quotations. Bodyguards, and he takes this, this little tricycle from, from Pillman's kids, right? The launch is drawn right at this guy's head. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. I remember that, and then, right there, black guy's head. I was like, whoa. And then, uh, so, you know, inside interviewing Pillman with the gun, and everything like that. And then, of course, you know, this is when Snowcoat breaks in, comes in there, and Pillman brings the gun and, and it cuts the feed. Some classic, great attitude era stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, some classic attitude era stuff. Uh, well, we already in part two as we talk
1: about the accent after they come up with yeah. that. Um, I can't believe Vince had to apologize for
0: that though.
1: Say what? I can't believe Vince had to apologize because people were offended.
0: You talking about the, the, the whole gun thing?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that's not who she should have been. Apology. He should have apologize for something else, but not not not, not the gun angle. Uh, I
1: was. I wasn't gonna say it,
0: but yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he. I was that good. It was so bad to the point where you know. Pillman would, would have the IV in, then he would take the IV out to go, go go do recording and taping, then come back and put the IV in. I was just like, oh, he's he's just uh, messed up. So then, of course, uh, later on, he, he started having a ride with Stone Cold, well not really, but uh, he joined the Heart Foundation, and then he had the whole thing with a Canadian Stampede, which yeah. he, he he never got into. No, but the Heart Foundation is
1: what he had the shirt, he was like uh, Pillman. Nine millimeter or something like that. Uh huh. That's when he had that shirt. They didn't even really bring
0: it up, but I, I remember him wearing that shirt. Yeah, it it it, it glossed over the hard foundation stuff. Then they, they also glossed over how weird it was with the whole Goldust feud. Yeah,
1: they just showed
0: him fighting Goldust. They didn't really. Yeah. Well, then there was bad bad blood on Sunday, in 1997 and what they said usually all the wrestlers check in by one. And, but things happen, flights miss, you know, rain delays, whatever the case may be. But at 5 o'clock, everybody's accounted for but Pillman. And they, he called the hotel and, they, you know, he said, one of our references supposed to be there. He, he, he called, he said, hold on. And he says, oh, yeah. the, the guy just well, quarterway cornet tells the story. He's like, oh, yeah, Pillman
1: is dead. Um, what? How many people has tried to trick uh, Jumpin' in when he don't believe anything? Yeah. So people were like, oh, this is a rib. And they was like, what is a rib? <laughs> like, no, nah,
0: man. This guy's dead. And then he asked, he said, yo, call, call Bruce. I got Bruce over here. He said, yo, man, Pillman is dead. So they did a, the 10 bell salute thing for him on Raw uh, the the, 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 uh, the next night on Raw. And Why
1: is it always the pick of you They died in the night. is yeah, it's that something? Yeah, yeah. That is something
0: something else, but the thing is, now, at this time, I was watching WCW faithfully because I wasn't in the WWE at this time in in 97, so I missed the whole, you know, thing about Brian Pillman dying and passing away, but then, I do remember, especially going back, the whole Widow interview, which, off the back, shouldn't have happened.
1: Yeah, of course. Everybody everybody was saying they didn't like Herb doing it, and they didn't like him for doing it either.
0: Exactly, and, and then Mel Buddy said, so "I won't answer questions about drugs, something like that." And then, of course, Vincent Man pulls the tearjerker question that he's going to ask about it anyway, because it's Vincent Man. he going to do what he want to do. As as the woman, despite how you feel about her, is clearly in some pain. I mean, has to be. I ain't gonna lie to you. If I was gonna lie to you,
1: I would have said that. No, we, we, already, we already said we ain't gonna even talk about this. So no, I don't know. Like I would I would have just kept doing that on live TV, what he gonna
0: do. Yep, and it was, it was tasteless, because like JR said, because they did it for a ratings pop. Mm
1: -hmm. That's how
0: Vince sees sees the world, and everything is in business for a ratings pop, and it's like, no, we're not going to do that, Uh, the funeral, it was only Vince McMahon and Jim Ross that went. I can't believe, I don't believe that. I mean, of
1: course, if they say it happened, it happened, but I just don't, I just can't believe it. out
0: of all the people he made friends with, Stone Cold went there,
1: or
0: like. I mean, well, well oh, they did. They did actually by WWE people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, see, that's that's hard. That you know, that's hard because uh, I would have, I would have done my best to be there.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I would do my I would do my best to be there, but it, shh, I don't know what you go gonna, gonna tell these people. Um Oh shit, my bad. Let me get my phone that loud. Uh they talked about the after effects of him dying and how Melody got all the royalties from all of Brian Pelma's stuff and she ain't shared dying with with, with none of them kids.
1: Uh-uh. Man, and she used it all...
0: on drugs. And that's what I said. Like life has been hard to this woman. And then hearing Brian Pillman Jr. talk about now he lost his dad, and he didn't have nobody to teach him how to throw a baseball or a football, and he was being abused. And his stepdad, my God, would like would put him in his room and had the dogs trained to keep him in his room.
1: You now, mm-hmm. horrifying
0: it is. Yeah, that's horrible. That is, yeah, it's horrible. And then. He said he, he said he, he, he was a gamer. Got got a GameCube. He loved that thing. But then his his stepdad came in there and broke that and broke that thing for him. And she's like, Everything I ever t- tried to love, he destroyed. And his mama was in there, just up there getting high. And she looks she looks like
1: shit. I'm sorry. They I know your part- story. Say what? Not but no, She
0: didn't tell the story when she was like she. I don't know, was it
1: alcohol poison or something that brain found think Knocked
0: uh, out, yeah. That, uh, it's been some uh, yeah, but c- compared to like how she looked at the mm-hmm. interview and how she looks now, bro, it doesn't you know, people get older. but Brian Pilbury died at 35 years old, so he wasn't mm-hmm. an old guy at all. at all, by no means. So, life hit her. Hard, so this, this is this is go go by saying if she was 35 in, in uh 1997, so that that will make her let's see 45 55, so that, that'll about make her about 59 years old, yeah. And I know she she said that she wants to make up with her kids, so I guess all, all the kids, and hope, hope that they forgive her before she dies. And you know, right, he's like, you know, I'm not gonna continue to be mad at her because it's it's exhausting to be mad at somebody but I like how his his older sister came up and uh, took her took his his kids underneath the wing because it was it was a very tragic life for Brian Pillman. but I think it was a great way to kick off that opening episode of Dark Side of the Ring
1: I think she's 50
0: oh okay (laughs) <laughs> but still, I mean, look, she just, she just looks bad. Like the world beat her down. She just looks bad. And she, 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 does did, she did a lot of, uh, bullshit in there. And I'm just like, oh, well, you yeah, know, girl, you. I, I, I. say what I'm going to say, honestly, the, the, what's
1: the middle
0: girl's name? I forgot what the middle one is name. I don't know, but I'm surprised she not even talk to her again, like, Exact like, Exactly, because exactly. she's the reason, or one, one of the reasons why her mama committed suicide. Yeah, Yeah, yeah like, no nah, man, because I, and, you know, they didn't have that moment like they did, the Ben Wild one, where, you know, his son is going to talk to uh, Nancy's sister, and, you know, and figure all that stuff out, No, it ain't none of that. In, in this one It's like yo We stayed on this side And you You go deal with Brian Pillman Jr And I mean I know he's gonna Probably try to make amends Before she, before she dies and, and then maybe One day They can forgive her But it ain't gonna be this day <laughs> Nah it's like uh,
1: who's that Who was that That said
0: that Was it uh, Was it Nancy the sister Oh yeah she said Maybe one day I forget him But it ain't gonna be the day <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't gonna be the day at all so yeah, no, no. That was That was Brian Pillman Next week I plan on coming back We plan to coming back To review The Nick Gage One Yeah Nick
1: Gage I'm I'm interested to see uh, Jake
0: with Snake Roberts now. Oh bro I already know Jake got some bullshit Going on I already know Jake got it's some bullshit This
1: is what his family though. Yeah well, Line all the snakes up You know what I'm saying You know His, his family is actually A thing of
0: Family, like the hard family, but not as famous. Mm-hmm. They all, they all. Miss it. Okay, well, so along with Dark Side of the Ring, there is A and E, uh, is producing a documentary series also for wrestlers, and they've done Stone Cold so far, Roddy Piper and the Macho Man, and this past Sunday they did one for Booker T and uh, and. uh, I didn't see, I have not sat down and watched any of them fully yet. And I heard the Macho Man one was just not the best one. I mean,
1: that's the only one I've
0: seen, too. Yeah, like was- I said, so I I heard they get really, like, ugh, and, 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 and towards the end of it, like the hour or two. And I said, once the- again,
1: right, it was
0: like 20 minutes of good things, and everything else is bad. Wait, say the guy couldn't hear you. It was like twenty minutes of good things and every, everything else was bad. Mm. Was that was like the, the self destruction
1: of the Ultimate Warrior DVD? It was exactly like that.
0: Because oh. they they made a good documentary for WWE Well, when w- about Macho Man, but see the problem is, man, I don't understand like. Anytime WWE is linked to any type of this is their this is their response to Dark Side of the Ring and how popular it has gotten. But once again, if you're going to be involved in it, it's not going to be what the fans are looking for or good products because you're you're going to tell them what, what they what they can talk about, what they can't talk about. Is that's why I'm not excited for this four part documentary of Vince McMahon on Netflix. That's what be coming out. I'm like. What Vince is gonna tell the truth? Vince is Vince not gonna not. tell the truth. Nah,
1: no,
0: he not. And he's not gonna talk about certain things. Like he ain't gonna talk about the, the Jimmy Snooker incident. He's not gonna talk about uh, you know, saying the N word on national TV. He not gonna talk about the steroid scandal. He not gonna talk about seeing what He ain't gonna talk not gonna talk about none of that crap. Vince is not gonna tell the truth about that stuff. So, uh, but the reason why I bring this up is because they had an article on A&E saying uh, that, just in case you didn't know, that the Triple H and Booker T feud was pulled from his A&E biography. Why are we not surprised? It says here, the controversial Booker T versus Triple H feud that led to a match at WrestleMania 19 was not featured on Booker T's A&E biography series on Sunday night. However, there were previous plans for the storyline to be included in the two-hour documentary, according to writer and professional David Dennis Jr. Dennis Jr. took to Twitter to reveal he gave lengthy interviews talking about the WrestleMania 19 storyline, but knew that portion was, uh, knew that portion was going to get cut out from the documentary. His other interviews on Booker T's career did make the show. He wrote the following in a not in a, in a now. It, it, he wrote the following in a now deleted tweet. His tweet was saying, which by the way I read this from, from uh, WrestlingInc.com. dot uh, So one of the main reasons I was brought in was to talk about WrestleMania nineteen. I went in. Uh, I went in about it for a long, in all capitals time. But my ass knew it wasn't making the final cut, so I figured I was going to get cut out of the whole doc. The whole doc uh, uh, left my ass off. And another tweet he says there, so there's a lot of footage somewhere that's pe- uh, that's pretty spice. left my ass off, and I just wonder if Vince and Triple H saw it because baby, he wrote just like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, Triple H is want one, to one be called trash. Is that what it is? Yeah, so, uh you know, of course, the, the comments of the, of the whole racial thing, because, you know, Triple H uh, made comments saying people like you don't deserve, uh you know, the championship, or people like you don't deserve it. That's reserved for people like me. Or, or he said... um which also told Booker T. He said, "Booker T. He's he's better at entertaining people rather than dreaming of being a top star in WWE." He said, "Come on, book, dance, entertain me. That's your job. You you're here to make people like me laugh with your nappy hair and your suckers." I remember all of that fucking storyline. I just I I just remember like all right, because see, here's the thing. I don't know about True Prime, because, you know, uh, but the re- you, you know what made me dead mad by that storyline? Yeah, he did win? Well, that too. But one of the biggest things that pissed me off about that storyline is Book- they never let Booker T say nothing. If you remember them segments, remember them promos, Booker T said nothing. He barely said it's a it's a promo to cut a promo on a guy and you and then the, the hope builds pay face up he should be getting triple h out of here back on the mic And he's just taking this shit. so i'm like all right fine well if he's just gonna take this stuff and just be talked about like that and then you go on to the championship match and he loses and he loses like that that's disrespectful that's that's one of the most hated things that they ever did, and one of the most things they have done to any of their competitors. Period. And and that's the problem with these AEW, uh, the AW excuse me, these A and E biographies is because you're not going to get the full story because it's linked to WWE, and they're only going to give give, give you what, what, what you want. But it's like, look, everybody looks these stories. Look, how many times prime out of all people that they have they have mentioned. How many times have you heard Stone Cold story before? I
1: mean, million times.
0: A... Exactly. I'm like I, when I hear a story now. I, I, that's why I Dark Side of the Ring. I want to hear the stuff that I don't know. It, I, tell me more about when Stone Cold walked out. You know, or or how him and Kevin Nash. You know how he. You know, really almost been made, made out the hospital to face the Rock at WrestleMania 19. Or if you're going to do one of Roddy Piper, hey, why don't you bring up it, it happened? All right, so it's part of the history. Why don't you bring up like the, the stuff that's going on with um him and uh, Bad News Brown? He he goes half black. Why don't we talk? You know, uh, talk about with Macho Man Randy Savage? Like, are we ever going to address this the Stephanie thing? Even though I know it's probably not true, but just the rumor. I don't know. Alone. They they dared
1: him pretty hard. I probably, probably, I don't know. At this point, I'm like.
0: See, it's got to be true. They just hate him for no reason. Probably. And then on Booker T. I'm like, yo, I really want somebody to break down for me that WrestleMania 19 shit. Because the, Booker's, look, let's, no matter what happens, no, no matter what, what Booker says, he he's, says he can do it, whatever the case may be. He's still under the WWE contract. He's not ruining that stuff for his family. He's not ruining that, that that money, but I I would like like when Booker T finally leaves, his contract is up, and he don't want to resign. It's like yo, if we do a Dark Side of the Ring episode about you know that that, that shit for WrestleMania 19, I want all the all the giblets on that. Cause there's it's like we, we're going to see the we're gonna see Bret Hart again, we're gonna see Shawn Michaels. How many times you guys see about the whole Montreal Screwjob? What's going to be different? So, when you hear that news, I just want to know, like, like what would you do? What would you think about when you heard that news?
1: I already knew. I already knew that wasn't going to be included in there when they announced it. Book of TV was going to have a documentary. I already knew that wasn't going to be in there. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like, like for example, the Macho Man one. Like, if I, why would you have the person I hate the most? Talking about me as if we just the best of friends. Like, why well, was Hogan always in Macho Man's documentary talking as if they just the best of friends? I'm like, no. And Hogan I, and Hogan says it as if they like best friends. we like, no, y'all wasn't. We know y'all wasn't. hmm Like uh Is that when Hogan being in it? Acting like they're best friends. And then the story it's the the story that they tell, which is so stupid. It's like they were like, has anybody seen Macho Man? We got to look at, we, we're looking for Macho Man. You know, we don't know where he is. We're looking for him. This is Raw. And we're about to go on, go on live in an hour. And I turned, to, I turned to Nitro. He's on Nitro. I'm like, well, no. Like, he made his debut on uh, a Saturday show to begin with. Mm. So they, they won't be prepared for Raw. But it's, it, was weird. it was weird. It was like, that whole story, they act like, Man, like he was supposed to come to work but he skipped work to go to magic which is not how it happened but
0: that's how they that's how they envision it in their head if that's how it happened mm. at least Lala did Vince no I, mean, I I feel you I, 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 like I said right now that has taken me out from the rest of the stories that they're going to show I'm just like I, it's, it's just not it's not going to get as deep as Dark Side of Rain Dark Side of Rain they don't have to worry about anything about WWE because they don't own any of it and then the footage that they used, they just barely use that uh, from WWE. But other than that, no, man. You, I I just want I just want a, a full story of what happened, what's going to the like monster that why why did they do that, and then of course what's going to do his reign of terror and stuff, but. I was like, oh, of course. Of course, the one thing I really want to know about him is this documentary that I don't know about Booker T already is I really want to know what's going on in his mind about that WrestleMania 19 bullshit and of course he oh. didn't even put that up there. So, so Then we
1: should have tell you about when he was in
0: jail. That probably, that's probably the first hour. That shit probably is. It, it, it really probably is. All right, so uh, let's go over a, a couple of quick things real quick. Uh, so DB now is a free agent after losing to Roman Reigns on SmackDown, and it's Roman, I don't want to see your face here on SmackDown. Prime, I got to ask you real quick, where's DB going?
1: I mean, I know the easy choice is to say AEW, but, he um, might go to New Japan.
0: Do you think well, he's, do, do you I, think he's going to come back to the WWE?
1: I think he will eventually. I think he just wants to go wrestle mm-hmm. other places. But You yeah. got to think about he did retire for four years. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, you know how much competition there has been in four years, Omega and Okada and all them. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he wants to wrestle them before he retires. So, I can see him going to New Japan or AEW for a year so he can wrestle Omega and maybe Moxley again and, uh, you know, whoever. And then I can see him coming back. Mm-hmm. And then retire and then having like a, you know, career match at WrestleMania and then retire. on his terms. Okay. So we might just call it the Brian retirement tour. you know, they they do those type of things where they go all, all all over, all over these different companies and have matches, and then end in WWE, and then end at WrestleMania. So.
0: Oh, okay. See, I didn't. Okay. Well, I mean, I I, I, I I was trying to figure out if this whole thing is real or not, but it look, it's, it
1: looks like it is real. So no, he's legit. His contract was legit. Up. Okay. But um they just put it in a storyline. That's what they that's what they was gonna do with Real Mysterio, but he just decided to re sign so they you know his eye thing. Yeah. That was that was supposed to be him getting written off, but he was signed, so then he came back.
0: Yeah, we had to deal with that terrible other eye looking thing. So yeah, that that was um... yeah.
1: But uh yeah, nah, I think he's gonna I know for sure he wants to wrestle Omega. Mm-hmm. And maybe
0: o, and maybe Okada. After that, it's uh, it's in the air. But I know those two for sure. He wants to listen. Okay. Well, I I, I wish it the best. I mean, I would love, I would love to see him in AEW. But I already know they, I won't would be able to try to get Joe. See him in New Japan. I know that, that'd be cool too because he want the people he want to wrestle. There. I think I see him being what Cody was when he first left. And he was just everywhere.
1: Yeah, but there's not that many indies open at the moment because of COVID.
0: Oh, fair. Okay.
1: You either got to go to New Japan or you got to go to AEW. It's like
0: you can't really do all these indies, really. Well, yeah. Well, I I forgot about that too. The COVID stuff, so you can't just, you know, go anywhere. But I definitely could see him doing some something like that. Yeah, but the thing he could like he could have been he could have shown the World war games. like that's
1: how his contract. Is over? He could
0: have that war game You're right. But speaking of the war games, I got I gotta ask you this. So of course, AEW Dynamite Blood and Guts was the other night. I have to ask your opinion, bro. I have yeah. to ask your opinion. How did you like the blood? Just the blood and guts match. I ain't mean, gotta talk about all of AEW and all stuff like that. but I gotta know, like you know, what was your take on the whole blood and guts match?
1: Uh, I mean, I ain't had no problem with it. I liked it. Um, I, re- I wish it would've took the lockdown method and would've like, had interest in it, cause I'm just, I just, I don't know, I just like interest in it. I'm not gonna lie. I like that form of it. Uh, when it's like the thing, thin, 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 thin. Who's coming out? Did they come out? Well, other than that, it was cool. It was, uh, I knew FTR was gonna bleed. I knew that. Like, that's like their, like, dream was to be in that War Games match and bleed. Uh, so, I knew that was gonna happen. Everything else was cool. The ending was a cool ending with the wrong camera angle. I just seen that.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. I was, I was want to say, how did you feel about the whole Jericho taking that big fall?
1: First of all, this man is fifty. I don't know. People in their thirties can barely take that, so they need to chill. I don't know. Like, I know some people that that's that. The camera angle that they showed it from looked like it was five feet. That was like a good 12, 13, 14 feet. Uh, but, you know, the, the camera angle was just bad. You know he wasn't going to fall off real concrete. You know it's going to be like a crash pad or
0: something. He it was. Is. It's just a that everybody saw in there.
1: Yeah, so the fact that everybody's seen the crash pad is kind of what, what made it look like he was a dip pillow. But, they I could have. They could have did it better with camera angles and all that. Yes, but it still, it still was a good moment. Just to, they showed that if they would have showed it from him going from the top to the bottom, mm-hmm. or they would have the wide that show the wide shot. It would have been better. That's like, yeah, I I, I would say the wide shot will definitely be better because it just it just helps the illusion of of how far down it is, and how you know how you know the impact of it. <laughs> uh, look, like I
0: said, the fine. It was actually classic war games, but when he got pushed back on all that noticeable cardboard, I was like, "Gosh, this is this is this is uh that." Sammy Guevara, Matt Hardy. Thing. Well, it, no, it's, it's not on that level. But when he went to the outside, Sammy fell through all that cardboard. I was just like. Yo, can y'all even make this look a little bit real? I'm not saying if people online talk about you know he was gonna fall through real steel. I'm not asking for that, but the camera angle, the way they could have shot it, could have been a lot better. To the point where they cut away and then everybody else is looking when you cut right back to it, it looks like you know she ain't fell through the steel or some of like that, opposed to uh all, all this. It just looked lazy.
1: Then they got beat up badly, like. His arm got, like, stitches
0: in it. His head got, like, knots and stitches and cuts in it. And gashes. It's, I mean, has I mean, bad. Mm. I don't know. I just, uh, I've seen better falls from, you know, a lot of different people. I'm just like, ugh. Even though what Darby I just took, took it back in February, it was dope. Crazy, but dope. And I was like, I was like, as soon as he landed, I was like this just looked, and they showed it over and over and over again. Yes, yeah. yeah, uh, man, I, I was like, I can't, I couldn't. It just, it, it just didn't, you know, it didn't look right, it did right. It, didn't, it takes away from the match a little bit because at the end, but still. Which, by the way, guys, if you guys have not heard my review of A Day Blood and Guts or the uh, NXT with the. I'm gonna play for you guys right here, so you guys can uh, listen to it, and we'll, we'll be we'll be back to finish out the podcast. What's going on, YouTube? It's Sandy, a place to be. Channel Trump is Sandy back with some more. Uh, well, it's not the Wednesday night war anymore, but this is the way I'm going to be doing things now. So it, it took me a while to figure this out. Actually, it really took me a while to figure this out. I just been busy, but um, I was like, the, the way the schedule goes, I can't review wrestling four nights in a row. It, it just, I just cannot do it. And uh I am still debating if I should even do raw anymore, to be honest with you. But I say like, well I, I like the format of of NXT and AEW. Uh so I, I you know, that that's the way I'm gonna go. So it's gonna be a similar like, you know, still, you know, versus. I'm gonna still call the Wednesday night war even though I need the Wednesday night war anymore. <laughs> But first time I did this in a while, just me sitting here on this, on this review. So we got uh, NXT taking on AEW this week. Both great episodes of wrestling this week. I really should have not waste my time, but I know everybody wanted me to talk about Eva fucking Marie. But we, we're here talking about NXT and AEW right now. So, uh, for first off, we got the blood and guts on AEW side. And I mean, I, I have not been doing a podcast so you guys to talk about the blood and guts stuff like that. And on NXT side, we have a street fight for the women's tag, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. So we got a lot, a lot of good things to go over first off. So let's go. And by the way, NXT had a lot of like takeover level matches on uh, NXT this week. So we start off NXT with the Falls Count Anywhere uh, matchup with Leon Ruff taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott. These guys, very athletic contest. When you thought Leon Ruff was a job, which he was... And he, he came with the North America Championship. Now seeing him in this matchup, this man can really go. And I'm glad that he ha- he's going up there with somebody like Swerve to kind of like bounce around and stuff like that. These guys are taking some pretty big bumps. Like Swerve does the whole uh, threat fight, try to add to the adjustment uh, to Leon Ruff and throws him into the barricade. And then and it they hurts. There's a point where uh, Leon Ruff is holding on to the gate that's on the outside. And then uh, he gets flipped up into a jet JML driver on the outside and like it hurt. But one of the biggest spots was <clears throat> Isaiah Scott's is on the apron and then, uh, Leon's sort on of a tire rope and then he goes and gives him a poison Rana backwards poison Rana off the apron. And it's where he's right hit the floor. That thing was crazy. So they, they go to the fight to the back and then they come off. They, they come out and, uh, Ruff is about, to, is about to, to jump off like this barricade type thing, but then this guy named A.J. Francis is part of Swerve's crew now. I was like, who's this who, Who's this guy? I don't know, gives Leon Ruff an uh, uh, AA, an uh, ad adjustment, right on the barricade. And then uh, Swerve drags him to the ring, hits another JML driver, and wins the matchup. So... Swerve so got some back help. Great matchup. Great opener. Like I said, this was takeover level stuff for the False Count Anywhere stuff. It was, it was really good. So, uh, as we come back from commercial break, we see Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano backstage. Uh, William Regal is talking to Scarlett. And he comes in there and Gargano rants about uh, not having time to talk. And then Regal said, can we talk about this? Thing? He said, all right, fine. I'm the number one champ, but you don't want got time to talk to me? Fine. And then so as he leaves, uh, Austin Theory was like, those are some really big nails. Are they... Real? I mean of course they're real, but you know, he just uh it gets out. Uh Asher Hale taking on Cameron Grimes. Not too much going on here as Cameron Grimes wins still playing up the you know saying big money Cameron Grimes going to the moon. Well tonight he's going to the VIP room. So uh okay. <laughs> uh Kaden Carter and Casey Catanzaro is like we're moving on from Zion Lee, uh as y'all should because she kicked your ass, okay? So, uh, but they have their eyes set on the goal where Tyler v- Valkyrie uh, cuts them off. I don't know what her NXT name is. Like It's, it's been a couple weeks. I actually said that. Watch NXT. But uh, cut them off and talk about how cute they are. But it's going to take them a really long time to be ready for the tag team titles. Uh, but she believes in them. Oh, Monet. I, was it Monet or Monet they call her? Um... But I I mean I like the team of Keith Casero and uh and uh, uh Katie Carter, but they're they're not ready. First of all, I'll get to it later when we get to it that night about how I'll, the tag team's just going back and forth and hopping the potato. Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa taking on the Grizzle Young mm-hmm. Vest. Good hard hitting strikes match between these two. Uh uh Thatcher and Ciampa come out in the matching jackets and everything like that, so they are really uh, going on with this tag team uh, thing here, and it's a good matchup. I, you know, I'm a fan of Grizzle Young Vets, but I fucked this up. Uh, but Champa and them got the win on Grizzle Young Vets in this matchup. I, I was like, okay, so they're trying to put them over as an established team because Grizzle Young Vets is an established team. Backstage Gorgano's walking to Regal's office and then Regal catches up with him and he uh talked about that we need to talk about this Bronson Reed issue and he says, you are you still having a match with Bronson Reed. Oh and by the way, uh Austin Theory, I have a message for you from Scarlet that Karen Cross is gonna be ready to, you know, destroy you next week. So we're gonna have a match between Austin Theory and Karen Cross next week. Um I missed the stuff with <coughs> Isaiah Swartz and and stuff backstage. Karen cross is in the ring. And he said three weeks ago he made a crystal clear whoever's ready and step up and the for the championship that he's ready. But uh instead nobody stepping up, everybody is afraid. And then uh well, here comes Kyle O'Reilly in his new look. Uh shout out to Kyle Riley for that easy e shirt that he had on. And uh he says, Oh, I'm gonna let you know right now. I'm not scared of you. But then here comes Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn comes out and Pete Dunn tells everybody, Look, I don't care, you know, about the new Kyle O'Reilly, I don't care about who's the NXT champion so that he he wants to match, he, he's the best, uh, the, the the baddest man in NXT, and he wait for somebody to prove him wrong. When then uh, Finn Balor comes out. Finn Balor is, is already up there and see, and gets all up and uh, carrying across his face. He hits him and carrying across his back, and like looks both down at Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly. But then no, a whole brawl uh breaks out between these four men. I don't know when the next takeover is gonna be, but I think a fatal four way matchup between all four of them will kinda be dope. Just just saying, I think it, it will uh it, it'll it'll kinda be dope. Uh sh- what was it? Uh S- Saray taking on uh Zaire Uh this was uh, actually a pretty decent matchup for, for, for two women. I I just say don't know yet, but it, it's still trying to push the uh Saray girl. She she does a uh you know how Nikki Bud did the Bremo knee to the bottom row while somebody's laying on there? Well, she did a dropkick today and it just looks sick on Miss um, <laughs> Uh She, she, she pins a, with a sickening saddle suplex, a, a saddle suplex for the win here. So, uh, was walking around backstage, and Walter is talking to German on tablet, but then he finds out there's a the wolf, and he, and he gets up and uh, walks away and leaves the others while Wolf looks confused. No, w- 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 they look confused by Wolf if up walks away. And I was like, I don't know what's going on with uh, that. Um, the, we, we see Ziya uh, sitting backstage holding her neck, but Saray appears to try to talk to her. Tony Storm comes backstage and making it, uh, being like off for Zoe Stark, bumps the dirt, makes her way back. Uh, and then Zoe Stark sits starts with uh, Rayman. So just had like a little backstage segment right there. LA Knight taking on Jake Atlas. This match didn't last long as uh, LA Knight hits him with the like kind of the face the, the, the face buster stunner type thing. It kind of reminds me of a stunner that, that somebody slips on. and it, it Don't take it the right way type, type thing. Uh, kind of like the Donald Trump stunner. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ugh, it just a don't look right at all. Well, LA Knight wins the match up here. Uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell trying to, is, is trying to get themselves psyched up for the tag team match later on tonight. And Dustin Loomis appears behind the glass door, with bouquet of roses. But LeRae knows it, and casually walks over and shuts the blinds on him. So I thought that was kind of, I thought it was kind of dope. Um, uh, Tony Storm is backstage. Uh, talk about Zoe so Stark being the flavor of the month. But she's gonna lose the taste in her mouth really quickly. She's gonna basically win her. She's gonna be the Hall of Famer someday. Legheto del Fantasma wants a uh, well, especially Santos Escobar wants a rematch with uh Koshida for the Cruiserweight Bay Championship. And uh, he he will face him again in the in the in the matchup. I don't know, uh, I, somebody told me it was supposed to be two out of three falls. I'm not necessarily sure what's gonna happen with that, but okay. Uh we have a split screen interview with Raquel Gonzalez and Mercedes Martinez, and uh, it's, it's it's a it's a pretty good interview of, of how, how they do things. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez does not bring up the fact that Dakota Kai kind of keep her away, so they're going to eventually do the split type thing. But Raquel Gonzalez and Mercedes Martinez, you know, two Hispanic women going in for the championship, that should be dope right there. I think I would definitely want to check that out. Uh, street fight time for the NXT. Women's Tag Team Championships, the Street Fight. So, we got Shazzy Blackheart and Amber Moon going against Indy Hardwell and Candice LeRae. What I like that Amber Moon and uh, Shazzy Blackheart did is they came out Street Fight clothes. Like, we, this ain't our wrestling game. We in the Street Fight. I used to love when you to do that. I remember the, one of the first times I seen it I when it was Edge versus Shawn Michaels on Raw in 2005. And they came out in his jeans, wrapped up hands, and in their respective Raider RKO t shirts and Degeneration X t shirts. It, was it 2005 or 2006 that match happened? W- w- whatever the case may be. Or 2007. But w- w- whatever that mid-2000s, they had a good uh, street fight on Raw. So I recommend you all guys go check that out. Uh, and this one was uh, pretty good as well. Uh, you know, Moon puts Moon puts a trash can over uh, Candice Array and they both do a double jockey to it. So then they start setting up this, like, tower pyramid of chairs on the outside. And they sit Indy the Harwell in there. I'm telling you, I've seen Shashi Blackheart do this spot live in person. Back when I was watching, this was uh, the Evolution when it was taped. When I went to the Evolution pay per view at the 2300 Arena, and they was taping it for the WWE Network, she, and she was—I forgot who she was going up against, but she had these the towers of chairs. And the thing is, she will go dive through the ropes, and they will move off the tower of chairs, and she will crash and burn in that whole tower, and just it—it it, will be a sick. It, I, I will call it. Darby level style uh, bump, which is which it which just means unnecessary. So they put Indy Hardwell in there, and she's about to go do that, but they get fire extinguished to, uh, to the eyes. Match goes on, a lot of hard hit action. We go to commercial break. Uh, Shazzy Blackwell has a, a ladder set up from, from the the ring to the barricade. She has cancel ray on there. She goes to the top rope and she does her centime, uh her on sentai to cancel the right. Only a corner of the ladder breaks. The ladder does not fully break at all. And the, the reason why I think this is is because Shazzy Blackheart, like I, I, I like her sentai, but she's like Becky Lynch when she took over the top rope. She don't get no air at all. If you like a character who like launches up and comes down on that sentai, uh, which I think he has a very pretty sentai. That is what Shazi do. She gets no air. She she looks like she's getting air, but her, her feet just fall right off. And I'm like, that's probably why the ladder didn't break. Because uh, we go back over, Emerald's the table to the outside. They have Indy Hartwell on the other side. She clears off the announce table, but then they attack her, and then they, they across the announce table, then there's a steel beam that Shazi Blackheart climbs up, and it does a frontward splash, this time getting more air, more power, and crushes uh, Indy Blackheart right through the table. So... Uh, inside the ring, Ember Moon clashes with Candice Ray She's about to try to go uh, go for a side powerbomb. Gets a near fall. She goes to the top rope, going for the eclipse, but Candice hits her with uh, hits her with a steel chair, and then uh, Sazi uh comes in and they start beating him down. The Indy Harwell comes out and they, they uh, they knock Ember out. And there's a table that's outside of the ring, right there by the turnbuckle. And Indy Harwell sets, uh, no, not Indy Harwell, Candice Ray sets Ember Moon on the table. Indy Hartwell shocked the hell out of me. Does a springboard? She don't go to the title. She does a springboard elbow outside the ring to elbow the Ember Moon. I was impressed. And then we have uh, Candice LeRae who hits the uh, the curbs on her. You know she pushed the face right down into the chair on Shazi Blackheart. And now your new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. So uh, that was a pretty uh, good you know matchup. And uh, it was actually a great match. I I enjoyed, you know, the hard-hitting stuff here. I just, I'm not a big fan, like I was saying when I was talking about Casey Catanzaro and Keaton Carter. I'm not a big fan of the hot potato thing when it comes to uh, championships because it was like first it was Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez and then they lost it to like they just, they lost to Ember Moon and Blackheart then Candice LeRae and Indy the Harwell I'm just like they didn't even give a chance for none of these teams to create any kind of legacy where they're trying to create history real quick with these championships so they can get like a little photo gallery going before they even establish. You know, s- some kind of teams or anything like that. Now, I think Indy Hartwell and Candace LeRae going to probably have it, have it for a while, but I'm pretty sure it's going to get passed on to Casey Catanzaro and Katie Carter. I'm pretty sure it's going to get passed on to uh, another attack that they're going to make up, whatever the case may be. But that was NXT. All right, guys, now it's time to get on to AEW Dynamite Blood and Guts. We know it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. So, uh, we had the Blood and Guts pay-per-view here. Uh, one thing I found out is the first hour of. Of this show was taped, and they, they had a 50% capacity fans there at Daly's Place. and You can tell the difference with their now. I, I already know we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about about that Blood and Gust match, especially the finish and how the thing came off. Because you know, that I'm gonna have some issues with that as well. I'm gonna talk about it. And, you know, there, there are a lot of people out there that hate it and love it and stuff like that. But I'm going to, you know, just give you guys the quick thoughts. But I want to point out that it's 50% capacity and the first, you know, the first hour was taped and stuff like that. So it'd be, I think when we got to Britt Baker taking on that other girl is when we started going to the live action. And they watched, people that was there like, watching on screen stuff like that. Alright, so we we start off with the AEW World Champ, uh, Champion, Impact Champion, AAA Champion, Mega Champion, Kenny Omega, Lord. And uh, uh, Michael Nakazawa uh, versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Uh, So this is a tag team matchup. Eddie Kingston don't come out first, but then Omega attacks it from behind because Don Callis uh, played the swerve saying that Kenny Omega was not going to be tag teaming the night, but then ends up attacking it from behind. So we get the tag team matchup. This was the matchup that they wanted. that They're going to threaten to break Kenny Omega's ankle if we didn't get this matchup okay so uh the, the match was simple a simple as simple can be when it came to uh the, this tag team matchup until uh things start getting overbooked and then we have uh the young bucks come out to strike moxley as they appear in, in the entrance tunnel and the good brothers hit the ring and they, they hit the magic killer on moxley they stop out kingston and the bucks hit super kicks. they got barefoot like they out on the beach hitting there and they hitting uh uh, Eddie Kingston would choose, and then we have a one-wing, a forced one-wing angel to Eddie Kingston to win the matchup. And as uh, Nick Jackson counted for three, and I was just like, Okay, like, I, I'm like, uh, What's going on with the elite right now? I mean, like, I, I don't know. And KO got literally all the change, like, he's like walking Armageddon, he's like Bobby Lash from Impact. And I don't know why Impact keeps doing this. Like, Impact has a history of just putting all championships on one person, Kurt Angle. Back in 2007 and 8. Uh, Bobby Lashley back in, was a 2010, 2011? Uh, or 2012, 2013? No, wait. Impact 14, 15. One of them things. Uh, and then we got Kenny Omega who has all like like three or four championships. He has the, the Impact Championship and the TNA Championship. Don't ask, okay? Um, so, <coughs> I don't know what to say about that. Um, we just got announced that there's going to be for a double or nothing on May 30th, it's going to be uh, she had taken on Dr. Britt Baker DMD for the uh, A Day Women's Championship. Now I know people were thinking, "Well, wasn't Red Velvet ahead of her?" But Red Velvet lost to Jay Cargill, and there's another woman that was uh, ahead of her, Ty Conti, I think it was, and she lost. So then, once again, eight and one Britt Baker, especially after getting so much praise for that lights out match with Thunder Rosa, you knew it was coming. So uh, now we got a grudge match. We got uh, the American Nightmare Cody Rose. Taking on Q T Marshall, not I'm not the biggest Q T Marshall fan, but I thought the match was pretty solid. I thought the match was pretty good. Q T Marshall is pretty good for what he does, but he just he's just so vanilla to me. I'm sorry, I'm just nothing about Q T Marshall I really like. And I was like, Cody doing him a solid right now, Try to give him the rub, which I don't know if it worked. He did a nice little Undertaker Stone Cold Tombstone spot from How uh, Way to Hell 1998, where they do uh, you know, Q T Tombstone and Cody versus it. Q T versus and Cody versus again. that hits him with a tombstone. Uh, then he, but Cody gets uh crossroads by Q T Marshall. No sells his move whatsoever. And then uh he hits a crossroads on Q T Marshall. Q T Marshall kicks out, and I'm like, okay. So w- w- what's the finish here? He finishes off with a figure four. Figure four. I know Prodigy somewhere is steaming because I'm like, why is that the Cody finish? Off move right there. I'm like it should be the crossroads, not the figure four. Not have figure four. The figure four could be a good setup move. Unless you're Ric Flair, you don't finish with the figure four. I don't care who you are. That's how I am for that. Um. So, uh, backstage, Alex Marvarez, uh interviews all ego, Ethan, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky said they weren't afraid of Sting, and he actually calls him Steve. At one point, he says he, he's the franchise now, bitch. And then uh, Ethan Page tells Darby out that we're not going to go over the history that we had wrestling in the ring. And the only reason why you uh, wear face paint is because you're trying to hide the dent that I put in your head. So I was like, uh, oh, yeah, it, it was all right. I was like, they Scorpio Scott going full heel. I guess, you know, the whole SCU thing is done, which is going to be in a minute, too. Uh, so next we get Britt Baker, uh, DMD, going against Rebel, not Reba. She got a shirt of it saying that Because nobody was like Is it Rebel? Is it Reba? So it's Rebel Not Reba Versus Julia Hart Uh, So she she hits a um, Air raid crash But she don't want to win with that She puts on the lockjaw And wins the matchup Uh, We get this new Techniques by Taz segment Which uh, Talking about Christian Cage And talks about his kill switch And uh, His frog splash Which Christian's frog splash Just sucks I, I think it's the ugliest thing one of the ugliest things. I'm like, no, bro, you cannot do a frog splash. I, I mean, it's a fact that he've been doing it for years, but still, he ain't. He when you talk about best frog splashes in it, he's not even on the list. Okay, I'm so sorry about that, but yeah, he does not get enough air or enough tuck in there to consider even a good frog splash. But it's kind of like uh, if y'all remember the old SmackDown from like 2002, 2003, no, 2003, 2004, with Taz would do tail of the tape. That's what this reminded me of. So. I was like, you know what? I I I like tell tell the tape with Taz, so I don't mind techniques by Taz. You know, so we got pop them hips. Uh, We had next up, we had a fatal four way eliminator matchup. The winner will face uh, or earn a future tattoo title matchup. We got SCU taking on uh, Jurassic Express, taking on the Varsity Blondes, which I can't wait to get into. I wanted to bring the podcast back this week to talk about the Dark Side of Ring with Brian Pillman and uh, the Acclaim. So. Uh, the match is pretty good here. There's a slow sloppy moment, especially with the chokes up to Kazarian to the outside. They like barely caught him and everything that day. it was it was done. But uh we we get the BME uh, on the Pillman and SCU wins. But the thing is, SCU has a storyline going on that if they if they lose just one more time, it's done for them. It's over. SCU breaks up. And they are doing a trump terrible job building that up because they even talked about that it was, was a one of AEW darts stuff like that it was a storyline that they never aired on TV like I didn't even know about it until I wanted to get some research about it I was like that is just not good um interviews the belt collector AEW world champion Kenny Omega to figure out what he's going to be doing at Double or Nothing and he said there's going to be a eliminated match next week Pack versus Orange Cassidy well Kenny acting like he never heard of Cap- uh, Orange Cassidy he's like look uh, to just bring out Peck, what we'll, we'll do Peck, which Peck will be a great match I want to see that but we know which way this is going okay orange Cassidy comes out and stares him and stares him uh, stares it and <coughs> He moves uh, he moves his sunglasses He said you'll never take this title, but you take my but you're taking my viable time and then uh, I Was like he just looks at him, but I'm like, okay we clearly know that it's probably gonna be Orange Cassidy. I want Pack packing Omega have great matches, but for them trying because they're trying to have full capacity by May 30th for Double or Nothing. So they 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 really want to test to see how over Orange Cassidy is. But he was really over at 50% capacity. So we gotta see how how the thing goes on. Uh, D'Antonio Shavani interviews the best man Miro and says he won a TNT uh title shot. And he, does, he goes go, goes up against a man who doesn't mind dying. Well, he is, he's the man that doesn't mind killing him. So, uh, I, thought, I thought that was cool. Oh, by the way, Darby, I forgot to mention when it came to Ethan Page and uh, Scorpio Sky, Darby attacked him, right? And Darby gets, uh, starts getting beat up with jump by them. And he takes a dumb bump. Darby, I, look, I y'all call me old school in case you may want, but there's, there's bumps you take in wrestling to, to bring some kind of energy and life into the storyline. And there's just some Dumb bumps. You just don't take them bumps. And he threw Darby Allen down the stairs. Okay. That, like, concrete steps. Two landings of stairs, but he only went down the first landing. And Darby Allen takes that bump. That was just, that's just not smart. Especially when you got a match next week and you got double another coming up. Like, you know, save dumb bumps for the big show. And sometimes some, some of them you probably shouldn't even do. Period. of event time. Two rings covered by one giant cage is blood and guts. This is the War Games match, okay? And this is, uh... They have the two rings side by side. And their cage looks more like a Hell in a Cell style cage. Where they got the reinforced beams in there. They, they got space. Because if y'all remember the old WCW War Games matchup. Like, when they put a roof, a roof on the cage. They had no room to even do a powerbomb in the ring. That's how, uh... Say vicious knocked out Brian Pillman. If y'all remember that 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 war game special was in nineteen eighty, I think it was, and he tried to get him up for a power bomb, and you know there was not enough room for Pillman to get all the way up. He just slammed around his head. I was like, that's that was stupid. So uh, this time it actually got time uh, room for you to do moves in the ring because it's set up like a hell in a cell, and it's not it's not like um it, it's covering the ring. It doesn't go to the floor because you got two rings. You don't need things to go to the floor too. That's just overkill. And it does the war games matchup in NXT does not have a top so they can do moves off the top into into the cage So so we got the pinnacle MJF warlord Sean Spears Dax Harwood Cash wheeler We're we'll telling about taking on the inner circle Jericho Sammy Guevara Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager They go with the rules classic rules two men start after five minutes the third man enters the pinnacle had the advantage Match can only end when all competitors have entered the cage, and war games begins. And the match only ends by either submission or surrender. Whereas in NXT, you can do pinfall. So this was a submission surrender. It's classic war games, guys. You, you got Tully Blanchard and our Anderson in this business. You know we're going to get classic war games. From Dax Hartwell, he's already bleeding already. I'm like, wow, this is the one thing that we don't get in NXT, and that's blood. It's called blood and guts. So we better get some damn blood. Okay John Spears comes out Next occasion He comes in with a steel chair And then uh, He pops in the chair On the turnbuckle Sammy tries to uh, Feed him off But then uh, he, he waffles us, uh, uh, Sammy with the steel chair But then Ortiz comes out I like how Santana Ortiz Got the dead president's makeup on I Dead president's one of my favorite Hood movies So yo If you haven't seen dead president's Go check that John out But I got the dead president's makeup on So uh they come out there, and they just start, t- he, he, they, they pop for Ortiz uh, co- uh, coming out there. He just like a pit ball of the chain just going up there. And then uh, Sammy hits uh, Sean Spears with a sickening Spanish fly after bouncing off the top uh, rope from two separate. It, it's kind of hard to explain it, but it looked great. So make sure you guys go back and check, check that out. Uh, and then, you know, we got Jim Ross, a uh, trade ball. This is not the match for the Rican Hart. So Cash Wheeler enters the match next. And he comes in there, and runs and saves that. Everything is kind of sloppy. He just comes in there to start hitting everybody. But, <coughs> he says, that not? so FTR connected um the system spine bust on Ortiz and the spirits ran Sammy to the cage and then you know they're, they're running back and forth here. For Santana comes out next, so now we have Prime Powerful that's in the ring with it. Um and then he clean he clean House for the Pentacles of that like that biases everywhere as you know. Warlow came in, they started manhandling everybody then when we came in there, Jake uh, Jake Hale comes in there so we, he talks to everybody then we had the big man stare down and so we got the big man stare down they go in there and then they, they begin to go in a new warlord MJF is out next and he distracts uh, Hager and while warlord chop blocks him and then he starts jumping up on Hager and then MJF tells uh, Jericho tells him I, I can't wait for you to enter this kid he said something like that wait for you to enter the kid or whatever or the face may be um, so then Chris Jericho is the last one into the ring, and then now inner circles in one ring, and then Pride uh, the, the pinnacles in the other ring. It's time to begin blood and guts. I'm like, oh god, they got the war games name in WWE, so but it's time to begin blood and guts. So then we go ahead and we just start beating them up, beating them up, beating them up. They all, they all teams are all fighting everything like that, and everything is legal. Murphy can't do anything. Uh, but the spirit tries to climb the cage, but Jericho starts to choke him. Terrible walls of Jericho. It doesn't look good. And then, uh... So, we... We go to the outside. Now, this is the first time... games At the games. People start going to the outside. Jericho and MJF, uh... Climbed... Climbed the ring. Uh... There was one point where, uh... I don't know if it was a fork or something like that. Where Santana's, uh... You know, was like stabbing somebody in the head with the fork. It licks the blood off. Gross. I don't need... uh, Especially during COVID. I don't need any of that stuff. Uh... So... Jericho's on is on the top applying to the all Jericho to MJF, but then he uses uh he, he gets out of it and hits Assault to the Earth on Jericho on armbar, and then uh, Jericho bites him all He, he uses his ring, hits Jericho with the ring. Now Jericho's bloody, and then he says, "Look, uh, I'm going to if you don't surrender, I'm throwing Jericho off the cage." And I was like, "Oh, last I seen uh, somebody get tossed off the cage when the, the ramp was right there was when Chris Kang got tri- to, uh, tossed off the triple cage." And I was just like, oh my god, they're going to they, they really take out Jericho, who's damn near 50. You're going to take that bump? And then so Sammy Guevara's plea for him to stop, and then they in the circle surrender. I was like, oh. See, I know you're going to use Jericho for that. I know you're going to probably use Sammy for that. Because this, this is a Sammy bump, okay? This is a, a Sammy-style bump. And I was just like, well, I figured they'd probably do that Jericho uh, surrender, stuff like that. But no, uh, we do it this way. And, and so the pinnacle wins the match, which they should have anyway. But then MJF's not done yet. He picks Jericho up again and says, "Screw this!" and throws him off the cage anyway. So everybody said, "Oh my god!" And then Jericho hits the worst setup I have seen in a wrestling bump in my lifetime because this one is clearly it can't look no faker. It is clearly cardboard. And I mean, you can tell Jericho laid on falling on like one big ass pillow that's covered by this cardboard that's taped with like the metal grates on there. It just looked bad, and they kept showing the replay of it. I was like, man, I thought they were going to probably show and see Jericho fall off, and then just see him just down in the pile, and then they showed it that way. I, I probably could have forgave it, but this way, I think I'm showing the replay. People started booing. Now, I'm pretty sure it they, was booing because of MJF, but I was just like, yo, yo, that right there looks so fake. I, I have seen Shane McMahon jump off of. Literally, everything that he could find his way off, off the arena. And I mean, and I have seen some, like, when I said Chris Kane in triple cage, I brought it for a reason because when he fell off, when I was a kid and he fell off the cage, I was like, whoa, that was deep. But then when he showed it from the top, I was like, oh, he fell like on a soft mat and stuff like that. He fell off the first cage, not the all-way at the top. But I was just like, okay, but even that looks still a more, you know, forgiving than that, okay? And sometimes when it comes to a match, it's how you either start and how you finish. And the match is fine, but the way it finished was not that necessarily that good. But it is not top-stop to take away that AW wins uh, the Wednesday Night War for me, or w- wins between NXT and AW uh, this week. So, post that like, comments down below. How do you guys f- feel about the finish? of the blood and guts matchup. Do you guys that you guys like it? If you guys hate it, Hit, uh, just post on post any comments down below. Hit the like button if you guys enjoy my view. Hit the subscribe button for more W content right here on in uh, content right here on NC Studio. So much gets NC in place to be chill train mistake and D and the Nerd Coalition is out. Alright guys well look uh, that's our, that's gonna be our show for today. I know it's a little bit shorter, but me and Prime just get right back into it. Uh, we got WrestleMania Backlash predictions coming up next weekend, along with the new Dark Side of the Ring, along with me posting some of the, the Class Dark Side of the Rings that me and Prime Time uh, reviewed as well. And uh, yeah, so you know, we try we try to get ourselves back in podcast shape. So uh, make sure you guys uh, check check us out. You know, go to and check out all the content they have over there, little Lula Pop Lulapop Plus One, Lulu Pop Horror Show, uh, both sides of Market Dark Show. Check out the Nerd Coach's content. No Gimmick See the Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Talk Podcast, Turntable, C and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, Ball's Nops Podcast. Uh, make sure you guys check out all the apps, which I didn't say earlier, Google hang uh, excuse me, Google Pl- Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, where yeah, iHeartRadio Spotify all that great stuff check us out check out the YouTube premium if you guys like this to our snippets on YouTube also uh, check out uh, us on the real nerd dot com for your nerd coalition merch uh, studios merch along with teespring slash the uh, real nerd coalition also check out my main man prime times prime nostalgia podcast that, uh, every single Friday and also check out the prime Conversations as well. Q Flow, I didn't forget about you, bro. Make sure you check out the War Drum and all the space you, you can get music from uh, Q Flow as well. And uh, yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty much it. So we about to wrap this round up like like that terrible version of Classic Smackdown that we got uh, this past Friday. If, if y'all going to do Classic Smackdown, why the hell are y- y'all doing Turn It To Raw? Yeah, why are we doing she- 1993 Raw? I don't know. We had 1993 raw with the 1999 SmackDown cover with the, with a digital 2002 fist. Yeah, we we don't we don't know. I was like, just go all in. Have the old Smack y'all have all the shit in 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 storage. Just go with the old SmackDown set, whether it be the one from like 1999 or the one from 2002 2003 with the fist. Just, you know, that, that's classic right there, but everything is not raw. And I was like, oh, this old logo is just stupid. It's not what, whatever. But, uh, I, I just had to do that. But, uh, yeah, we out of here. So, once again, this is NCAA Place for to Chill Toys D Sandy and not Deion Sands for Primetime. All right, y'all. All right. And Q Flow, wherever you're at, take us out.